Recording in Okay, I'm Nicholas Drake. I'm back here with Jordan from Victory Arms LLC. And this is Welcome to the Gun Show. Uh, uh, Nomus Opportunities, uh, nonprofit organization uh, to make the community better for human services. As, as you currently all know, there's been a lot of topics uh, surrounding uh, firearms. So I reached out to Jordan to invite him to give us some of his feedback and some of his insight on um, things that uh, concern firearms. How are you today, Jordan? Not too bad. Not too bad. How are you? Oh, I'm, I'm enjoying uh, the lifestyle as we spoke, you know, California lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> You know, being able to, uh, you know, reach out to you and kind of learn a little bit more about Victory, Victory Arms. Yeah, um, I guess the long story short on that one is um, I started out knowing absolutely nothing, no military, no police background, anything like that. And I got into... Uh, World War II reenactment, funnily enough, and uh, it was relatively easy to, you know, teach folks how to make it look like they knew what they were doing. And one person that, you know, we camped out with and all that said, hey, you're pretty good at that. You should try your hand at firearm instruction. I heard it's pretty lucrative. And this was, oh, geez, about 10 years ago now. Um, I set out. And I got essentially all that was required here in the state of Minnesota was like your uh, NRA pistol instructor cert. And that was really it. They didn't really need a super in-depth background. Mm -hmm. And I joined up with um, a couple contract companies over the years, bounced around a little bit. And after my first, I'd say, three or four classes when all of the, you know, super important, hard to answer questions came up. Um, I decided that I was woefully unequipped to actually be having these people trust me with what I'm telling them. Mm -hmm. So all the money that I got through uh, doing contract work every weekend, every other weekend, um, weekdays sometimes, went into uh, furthering my education on firearms and being, you know, a responsibly armed citizen in that regard. And I'd say about year eight, eight or nine, I decided, ah, I know enough, I can start my own business. And that's how Victory Arms came to be. So I offer firearm education services. I am a registered FFL. And so I also buy, sell, consign firearms, things like that. And I also dabble in gunsmithing. So if you break it, I can generally 
get it in some semblance of working again. Yeah, well, I mean, doing the gunsmith stuff, I assume that, you know, you have a network of people that you could reach out if it was something beyond your scope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I don't I don't offer anything that I haven't screwed up once before already. Okay. <laughs> that, is, that is how you learn most of the time. <laughs> Just in life in general. <laughs> um, where, if someone wanted to be able to take one of your classes, uh, where would they be able to find you? I base all of my in-person stuff in the St. Cloud area, but I travel. I've done a lot of travel uh, westward out past Alexandria down in the the Minneapolis St. Paul Metro up in Duluth. Um, I've hopped the border over into Wisconsin once or twice to do classes. So I'm pretty flexible. Uh, the other okay. nice thing is um, I've also more or less gotten into trying to convert my courses into an online platform. So you don't even have to clear your weekend schedule to come find me. You can take the educational part the learning part on your own time online and then just hit me up whenever you have time and we can scratch out a weekend or something 15 minutes at your local range and we can get you started for like a permit to carry and things like that so it's okay. really it's i'd say it's a straightforward process but i think i make it a heck of a lot harder than it needs to be but so so are you currently offering the online uh classes now Yes, I have the Minnesota Permit to Carry, um, which is the exact same content that you would get with my in-person course. It's just not as personable. Like I'm not teaching it. You're going through and reading and answering questions and then taking a test at the end versus sitting through three, four, five hours of me just rambling on. Uh-huh. Okay. I wanted to... Uh... I wanted to welcome Candy Jones uh, to the meeting. Um, Candy is uh, a facilitator that I've dealt with uh, in the modeling and fashion world. Um, one of one of the top uh, facilitators to be able to facilitate through the pandemic. And I was able to do some production with candy and that was actually really awesome. Um, I was curious to know what your website is, um, or a link that they would be able to follow, to be able to reach out to you for classes. Okay. Well, my main page is, uh, HTTPS, uh, you know, dot backslash backslash victoryarmsmn.com. And you can access everything that I offer through um, the links at the top. And that'll take you through my affiliates page and it'll take you to my courses page. Or you can then hop from the courses page to uh, victoryarmsmn.training, which is slowly but surely being filled up with all of my online course content like okay. so far i've only had enough time to get the permit to carry in like epistles 101 hosted on there but it's about 40 different things in various stages of done so it'll get there eventually 
Okay. Well, I mean, I, I you know, I do website design. That's why, so I have my handy Tony Starks marketing.com <laughs> for, for the, uh, the zoom meeting here, uh, the marketing, I, I look forward to be able to market your website. We'll put the links down in this video. So that way, if anyone's watching or wants to reach out, uh, something that else I was kind of curious about, are you with the firearms or do you solely sell firearms and trade firearms in your state? Or is that somewhere, you know, because I'm out in California, I, I, I was talking to um, my uncle yesterday, actually, and he, he had qualified for some firearms package, but it, a lot of the stuff wasn't permittable in California. Yeah, like I know the state of California has a rather restrictive list of what is and is not accepted over there. I mm -hmm. don't honestly know what qualifies a firearm to be on the list and what does not. So I can't speak to that. Um, but if, uh, you know, if I did enough research and things like that, yes, I could sell online. But I try to keep it within my own state. That way I don't have to try and keep track of duties and taxes and, you know, sending, say, Louisiana 20 bucks in tax versus, you know, just writing everything down in a little book here and then having oh, my tax. Deal. Oh, I, I totally understand and feel your pain when it comes to... <laughs> keeping track of business affairs <laughs> that's a that's a whole another another class that we probably need to both work on <laughs> mm -hmm. um well that's that's actually really cool I'm, I'm um it's a lot of a lot of good information you offer a lot of cool services i know that um things have been relatively touchy on um, just the topic alone, but there are, I believe, some safety measures, I think, that could be taken. Um, do you have any opinions on, on, you know, the best safety, safety techniques that should be just used at all times? You, if you follow your basic four core tenets of firearm handling, you're all right but a lot of the times you know just treating the firearm as if it's loaded and keeping your finger off the trigger and all that that only goes so far if you don't proactively try and you know make sure your firearm is safely secured inside your home your vehicle on your person etc um, so what I really try and stress rather than you know yes it is a firearm it is a dangerous tool and you should treat it with respect, um, you should also make sure that things locked up in your house. Mm -hmm. I've run into plenty of folks that are like, well, I just leave it in the nightstand or under my pillow, or I just toss it in the closet. And there's a myriad of reasons as to why that's not great by any stretch. Um, but a lot of these pertinent issues that seem to keep rising is unfettered access to firearms inside of the home. And that is a contentious topic, even with instructors. 
where, you know, they'll say like, yeah, my kids, they, they can come and go as they please. And they've got access to the firearms because they're better shots than I am. And, you know, I trust them. And that's, that's all well and good. But, you know, allowing your child to have access to that firearm can lead to a whole other slew of problems that you might not have thought about in the short term. Yeah, well, I mean, I think that, uh, you know, paying attention to something that uh, could, well, realistically, something that you said that that resonates with me and in my personal experience is it's a tool. Um, and so far as I know, there there's one use for that tool. Yes. You know, so if you're not with the intent of using that tool, you don't grab a hammer for a, a screw, mm -hmm. you know, so I don't, um, I never really found the necessity to, well, that's not true. You know, I've grown, I've grown out of a lot of things myself, you know, and, and that's, um, that's one of the, one of the reasons that I reached out and connected with you is because you, you're touching on some some things that um, I think that some people are culturally unaware of the safety measures that should be taken. Mm -hmm. um, and as you've said, you've researched and taken time to be able to be trustworthy with handling firearms. Um, yeah. You know, having the nonprofit for human services, this is so far as I know, a a right that we have in this country. Yes, it is a right, but it should be exercised with that responsibility in mind, because as with most things, um, you have enough people screw it up and they can ruin it for literally everybody else. And that's where a lot of these uh, more or less band-aid fixes to some of these greater problems come in. Uh, ban ARs, ban high-capacity magazines, um, this, that, and the other. Like in California, they've got mm, some of the more restrictive processes set up there. And these, these incidents, these critical incidents, they keep happening over there. And I've read through um, some of these uh, social media folks and folks in like the news, they're proposing laws and regulations that California already has on the books. So it's, it's not just something that is, oh, let's just slap a new law into place and there we go. We're good. Well, do you feel like being outside of California that some of the restrictive laws um, have been preventative for California? As, a, as an outsider looking in, because I'm in California. Mm -hmm. and I, I've been there briefly, um, so I can't really speak as to, you know, the grand scheme of things and how things work over there. Um, but ultimately... It depends on what we're talking about. If we're talking about magazine capacity, so we, we cut 30 rounds down to 10. Great, perfect, cool. What's stopping them from buying twice as many 10-round magazines, slapping them into 
uh, a handgun or an AR platform and just going and committing those crimes anyways. What about um, the, the type of gun? Uh, like I know with California, it is restrictive to that, uh, I believe, you know, single stack 10 round magazine. Um, so then you have limited options there. But worst case scenario, what's stopping them from hopping over to, forgive me, I failed geography, but uh, like Nevada or uh, what is Las Vegas, places like that, where they could probably get the same thing if they went on like arms list or whatever and hooked up with a local guy and bought it that way. Yeah, I mean, perspective-wise, I can understand that. Um, I, you know, I guess I've never really thought about the comparison to another state of of what um, what the restrictions are here versus there. I know that in researching some of the restrictions, there's a, a couple of other states that are are not as restrictive that. Um, you know, like you said, you could just travel to. Um, I'm, I'm sure that's opening up a whole nother host of issues. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> or, just... <laughs> now we're getting into, you know, the the 3D printing Pandora's box that's been opened. And now that it's become a lot more mainstream and you've got even some of the, the top firearm professionals in the industry going out there and promoting this thing mm -hmm. you know literally anybody can go on amazon buy a 300 dollars printer and then buy unregulated parts to finish up their build and then just have at it so like well, I said, do you think there's i mean in regards to the current current laws now do you think that those laws are efficient i mean do you think there should be as somebody that's actually in the business do you believe that there should be other laws or do you believe that they're they're efficient now for me personally um, from doing a lot of the research here um, a lot of the laws are based primarily on you know restricting Mm -hmm. And that's that's all well and good in theory, but then you start looking at who those restrictions will affect more, and then it becomes a lot more one-sided as to, you know, well, if you have the money, then you can just get around these restrictions or, you know, stuff like that. And then you look at population density, where... In LA, I'm assuming that like just LA proper, there's probably a better portion of the whole of Minnesota in that one space. So then you have to look at how enforceable are those restrictions when it comes to how many people there are. So Yeah, so you're looking at the bigger picture and, and just overall um you know kind of 
narrowing it down to the idea that it's just a whole a whole topic that needs to be addressed rather than just restricting it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that 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 makes a little more sense than when you're expressing like one person messing it up for everybody. Um not everybody's responsible. Common sense isn't very common. Um, safety isn't. Safety, safety is not inherent. <laughs> like I, I've been flagged by a gun more times than I can count, and that's why I've got a really nice life insurance policy. But you know, I hope to God I never have to test that theory. But you said you, you know, had you've been what by a gun? Uh, uh, flagged where you have. In my instances, students where they're at the range and they're, you know, doing their test out or whatever, and then they just turn gun in hand, you know, wave the muzzle at me and everybody in, you know, the immediate area, and that gets a stern talking to, but I guess that's happened to me more often than I would like to admit, personally, but it is a thing. Like I said, safety isn't inherent just because the thing is dangerous. Look at cars. Look at the amount of DWIs that are thrown out there on the daily. And heck, look at Wisconsin, where I think, and forgive me if I'm wrong, they allow like four, five, six DWIs before they even think about pulling your license. So hmm. it, eh, it's one of those yeah. things. Yeah, I, I, can, I can understand. I mean, whoa, that's that's interesting. Look, I have to use that 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 phrase flagging. There's a lot of flagging that goes on in here in Los Angeles, in the Los Angeles area. <laughs> you know, um, I think responsibility has a big part to do with it. Um, I think some of the I think so, some of the current na narratives that are out right now. Um, I think that they are, uh, the word would have to be, they're, they're more targeted, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and the reason why I know that is because I do marketing. I do TonyStarksMarketing.com. <laughs> you know, um, and I do target marketing and cert certain stories that are being pressed as issues, they're they're highly focused. Mm -hmm. um, they're not like some of the things that speaking with you, you've touched on is there's a broader picture other than just restriction. You know, your, your viewpoint is saying, Hey, look, you know, why don't we ask some of these questions first to find a solution to some of the basic issues before we get to just restricting stuff because we have places that are restricted like california is restricted i could i could yeah. say personally from my experience um i've been flagged a few times <laughs> I've, I've i've done a little flagging of my own um and that's not necessarily even you know from from my particular area and perspective is not a safety concern <laughs> You know, so so the level of of safety or even understanding of what safety is, because up until you expressed that to me, I never really thought about how 
realistically dangerous that is to the point where you're going like, hey, life insurance policy isn't bad. <laughs> so just maybe just invest in one of those from from the, the point of what I do for a living. <laughs> right. Um, you know, so um, that's one of the reasons why, again, I wanted to connect with you because I think that there is a value into being able to offer your classes and market your classes. Uh, that's one of the, the benefits of having the nonprofit is to be able to um, decide things that are going to be, uh, as the phrase says, uh, to make the community better for human mm -hmm. services. You know, everyone should probably have a basic idea and understanding. And that's something else, too, that, that I think about some people's um, – I guess it would be their, their lack of um, availability mm -hmm. to the training – uh, to the knowledge of of the safety, because how how could you possibly have safety standards if you never researched that at all? Or you do what some people do, and they go online and they go on YouTube and they see some of these uh, lack of a better terminology is these hype beast guys that go on there and they're just blowing things up with these guns and they're screwing around and putting holes in their cars and shooting body armor in their backyards and you know stuff like that and they just think well hey that's normal that's fine and like i get it from an entertainment perspective but for like an actual practical use of it it really kind of misconstrues the concept a little bit well, I mean, I would say that entertainment purposes um, will misconstrue the reality of anything because it's entertainment. As as an entertainer myself, I understand, and I've had to, I've had situations uh, having videos on YouTube um, where people's association with the entertainment side versus the reality side, you know, can definitely cause issues. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this isn't Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> it's real life. Right. And the, there's the folks that really can't put that divide between the two. And I think that's where some of the issue can come into play is they look at that and they say, this is normal. This is what I should do with it. But whereas, you know, a reasonable person would look at that and they say, oh, yes, this is completely for my entertainment value. So I can just put this on and have noise in the background or haha, that looks cool. Big explosions. Right. And they, they know the difference. Well, I want to say for entertainment value there as somebody that is a producer um, with so West coast, reaching out to someone like yourself to be able to highlight this information. For one, your business model isn't, it's not designed to provide entertainment. It's, it's a safety service. Yes. Okay. So 
as somebody who my initial my LLC, so West Coast LLC is the motion picture and video production side, and that's a for profit business. The nonprofit allows me to offer human services to make the community better. That's what no miss opportunities is. So when I see an opportunity um, like I did with yourself, which, uh, you know, let me not skip over the accolades that you and I met in a private group. You are uh, essentially hired by Meta to create online classes with your services. More or less, yeah. You know, so so it's it's something that I reached out for as a collaboration uh, of, of two uh, target marketed, invited meta employees, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to offer your services in areas that uh, demographic wise, I do not believe have the availability to what it is that you're offering, the knowledge of what it is that you've already researched. You know, um, like you said, the YouTube videos, I laugh about the YouTube videos when you brought that up, because I think about right now, like there's a whole other subject of people doing things that are on, uh, first of all, that they're recording, regardless of what platform they put it on. Yeah. There's certain stuff that I do not record. I don't, first of all, you're, you, you're, it's ill-advised to record yourself doing anything that can't come to light and be positive, mm-hmm. you know, but that's also too from, from personal experience of having done it for so many years. Um, but being able to have someone like yourself to be able to brand you as, Hey, this is the right way to do this. And this is the wrong way to do it. You know, there's enough examples of the wrong way to do it. But there's very few examples of the right way to be able to uh, provide an opportunity for people to understand and and, and better their surroundings. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, you know, firearms can be fun, uh, but it's you really got to, like I said, treat it with respect. Like I'm part of the NSSF's plus one movement where. I actively try and get out and interact with folks that might be on the fence about guns or even, you know, uh, against gun. And as long as they want to come to me in good faith, you know, I'll spend plenty of time talking to them, take them out to the range, let them shoot a, a variety of different guns just so they can see that, you know, yes, they are dangerous, but if you, respect them and you respect the space that you yourself and the other people and the firearm itself are in you will have infinitely less problems than if you just run around your cul-de-sac with a gun waving around your head you know it, it's two completely different worlds sometimes to some folks so i try and bridge that gap as best i can well, so what's uh, what's some of the fun things that you can do with a firearm? Uh, just learning how to use one and taking it out to the range, you know, that can, you know, give you a boost of adrenaline. And that can give you that excitement of, you know, just having an explosion go off in front of your face. And, you know, some people really like that and they get that adrenaline high. Or oh, I personally can- love that. 
That is that is that is definitely uh, what's it called? Deep, deep, deep rooted in my soul. Mm. <laughs> you know, I, I'm uh, you know uh, very passionate. And I, I love um, I love hardware. <laughs> I love tools. Um, what is what would you say your your um well do you do you refer to the firearms as weapons i try not to because that immediately implies a negative connotation to folks like okay. it is a weapon like same as like a sword or a tank or anything like that where its main purpose is to destroy weapon always has a bad connotation to it so it is a tool like it can be used for hunting it can be used for providing for you and your family if that's your thing it can be used for recreation like i said just taking it out to the range or um joining some of the uh tournaments that you can go and do and you know have a little community there getting with folks of the same interests and you know uh, comparing scores and times and things like that. So it's more than just the weaponized aspect of it. Mm -hmm. That's a, that is an inter interesting topic in itself. Um, I want to, I'm more than likely will definitely invite you to uh, a future uh, meeting in regards to some of uh, these buzzwords that can be used uh, as you say, because, you know, essentially what you're saying, and it's funny because the reason why I asked you that was because I didn't want to ask you what your weapon of choice was. Mm -hmm. And when you, when you describe it as, as your definition of what weapon in reference to a firearm is, I can absolutely understand that. First of all, culturally, that's a bad question. And in your, in, in, from your standpoint, you're immediately going to have a red flag in your head <laughs> when someone asks you that question or uses that, that word describing firearms. Um, yeah. it, it, it almost implies an unsafe nature. And that, that's one of those fun buzzwords that they throw out there when you, you know, rolling back into it, start talking about things like restrictions. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, normal citizens don't need these weapons of war in their hand, things like that. And I'm sure if you've watched the news or, you know, gotten any dose of social media, you've heard it or seen it or read it. And a little dose. Yeah. <laughs> Just a little dose of social media in this current environment. Just a small dose of, uh, of news concerning <laughs> oh, this subject as of right now, you know, um, <laughs> I, I, I uh, in the video, my video is on. So I wanted I wanted to hold this up because I know personally I've done more damage with this thing. <laughs> I've done more damage with this pen than than any firearm that I've held. Um, I've also protected myself very much so with this pen and and been able to um you know be able to live a, a lifestyle based off of using this 
um, which again is something else that can be described as a weapon. You know, um, I'm sure that you had to use one of these for you to have that uh, that LLC in the back of your Victory Arms, Jordan. No, yeah, <laughs> I've had to use those more than I'd like to admit. But yeah. <laughs> writing yeah, so. writing is a powerful tool for violence. It is one of the easiest ways for people to express themselves, and you know, I responsibility is needed with that one too especially when you start getting into the online world where once it's out there it's out there so yeah well i'm i'm really uh, you know big on making sure uh marketing wise that there's a positive projection on whichever um whichever subject we're you know kind of kind of touching on because um, having a, a positive perspective on um, your online persona, it's going to stick with you. It's not going anywhere. What's going on, uh, uh, Smoke? How you doing? Got, got a Smoke one from Chipstar, you know. I, 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 I was I was telling uh, Jordan a little bit earlier, uh, you know, sometimes you just got to be in traffic and you can pop into the Zoom meetings. <laughs> That's how we do it. <laughs> That's how we do it. You know, <laughs> Jordan is a firearm safety uh, instructor that we're going to be uh, kind of putting together some marketing work with his classes. Um, Jordan. Uh, Smoke one here is uh, a Chipstar ENT uh, president, you know, founder of the Chipstar movement, which uh, So West Coast got a, you know, a huge, huge springboard boost in the entertainment industry because of uh, Smoke's contributions. Um, you know, so he's 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 also somebody that's been on site to a lot of the events in the live event arena. Um, so, you know, he has to uh, maintain security. Uh, we, we've been successful with a lot of the, the concerts and the events that we put on and being able to have security without uh, violence because of uh, Smoke's um, vigilance, I would have to say. Okay. You know, so being able to 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 offer these classes and service, I believe there's a huge market because I can't confirm or deny what anyone had at that club, but I can absolutely say that it it, it was wild, <laughs> <laughs> some wild parties, <laughs> and to be able to have a positive, um, you know, outcome from those things, I I can't do anything but salute Smoke and Chipstar Entertainment for that. Uh, part of their contribution to the brand. Um, he's also a uh, an intellectual engineer and mentor of mine. So it's it's always good to see uh, one of my mentors kind of uh, tap into what I'm doing. And I and I laugh about that a little bit because the these these are. Um, Having meetings like this and being able to invite someone like yourself to it with the diversification of what we're doing with the So West Coast brand 
uh, now being no miss opportunities. Um, these are like, I'm obligated to be doing good things <laughs> and bringing positive things to the community. So uh, I'm, I'm always uh, honored to be able to have my mentors check in on me to make sure that I'm, you know, I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing for our community. Yeah. Got to keep you on the straight and narrow, right? Oh, uh, you know, look, I, I can tell you right now that no firearm needed. <laughs> no firearm. I'll follow my phone starts ringing that again. You, 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 you can get a weaponized phone call to keep me online. <laughs> Smoke check in into the zoom meeting and don't even turn his microphone on. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm 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 very glad that you that you joined today, uh, uh, Jordan, because it, it it lets everyone know that I'm doing my job. <laughs> you know, I'm 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 one of uh, one of uh, many lieutenants um, for the Chip Star Entertainment. Uh, Smoke has been uh, a very 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 good captain. Uh, you know, we have uh, uh, Chipstar hitters on all streaming platforms, you know, uh, uh, featuring Chipstar Entertainment. So, you know, if you're listening to this later on, go ahead and check that out. I'll definitely put the link in the, uh, in the description. Um, and, and that's generally why, why I invited you to this, Jordan, because even with Smoke tapping in, there's certain buzzwords, like, for instance, Chipstar hitters, um, I'm... Well, I'm curious to know what what that what that term would mean to you. For me, it doesn't really mean anything to me. I've never heard it before. So, yeah. Well, the the song that Smoke did was called "A Posse Full of Hitters," <laughs> so, and that's that's being able to you know get out and get the business taken care of. You know, you, you, you don't really, um, one thing that I've, I've learned um, in my uh, upbringing in Los Angeles and the South Central community is um, if you fail a mission, you become a mission. Hmm. You know, so making sure you're a hitter, pretty much you, your best bet is to walk me <laughs> if I come up to bat. <laughs> <laughs> so it makes it for a less confrontational uh, situation, especially when, in business. I consider business a contact sport. Um, being able to have somebody that has a more safe method in researching something that in this particular environment is kind of a norm. And that, that brings me back to, to the current media um, that I believe is very targeted in certain situations. Um, there is a norm in the city of Los Angeles that firearms is just kind of a part of it. And that that's not necessarily a bad thing if there's safety attached to it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I believe that the the original reason behind a firearm is safety, probably safety against a, a threat, whatever that threat may be. 
Yep. You know, but if you don't have the basic understandings, which you can go to Victory Arms and get get those basic understandings, um, you're you're not going to be able to do better for your community. But you should be able to keep your community safe. Yep. And if you you know don't have that even general basis, it can be a danger to you as much as the person next to you. And unfortunately, time and again, we see that rear its ugly head when you have people that run out there and they, uh, let's, let's go with the pandemic, you know, everything goes sideways yeah. and everybody panic buys and firearms is one of those panic buys where, oh, the world's collapsing. I better buy like six of these stupid things. I don't know how they work. I don't know what they do. I'm just going to buy them and I'm going to carry it with me, permit be damned, and then you have the folks that I personally worry about are the ones that don't go through any of that process and don't learn, find out the hard way that, oh, yes, there are laws that govern the land that tell you, no, you shouldn't be doing that. And then, oops. So, Well, I mean, it, it's anything. I think I actually believe the use of anything is is understandable. The, the abuse of anything is where the problem comes into play. You yes. know, and if, if you're panic buying anything, <laughs> you're, you're literally buying more than you need. Yeah. And then you're screwing, you know, six other people down the road out of that thing that could have been there for them later. But people don't really have a lot of common sense, as you said. So it's all about looking out for number one and to hell with everybody else. And that's yeah. the unfortunate part of it. Uh, well, that was that's one of the things that the pandemic has actually brought to light. Um, uh, working and studying at USC, uh, one of the things that was uh, that was uh, that I was educated on, um, which is a real, really very new idea, is uh, Man's Law's theory of motivational factors. It it basically is describing the current state of human beings at a survival method. So if you're in a survival method, then you're going to have to understand people are going to have a, a method of protecting themselves at all cost. Yeah. And if that's with um, a firearm, you know, the, the thing is, you want that to be a protection for you, not something that's a liability for you. Yeah. You know, so the the reason why um, the no miss opportunities is reaching out to provide this this particular service is because this is this is a time that everyone is looking and reaching out to to protect themselves. So the safest way to do that is is reach out to Victory Arms, take a class. You know, they're they're online, so that doesn't necessarily um, it, it doesn't stop you from being able to to get the safety information to, on your region and that's the benefit of you know the virtual university is being able to offer these services um do you offer private classes i do and it's for folks that don't want to be in a classroom setting maybe they aren't comfortable um i've done women's only classes um i'm very accommodating to the needs of 
you know, people that are seeking me out for this information. And the heck, you don't even have to do anything more than drop a like on my page and drop me a line and I'll get back to you. There's no such thing as a stupid question. It might take me a day or two to figure out a good way to word the answer, but uh, an unasked question is a stupid question. But, you know, I'll do my darndest to make sure that you get the information you need. Otherwise, I'll point you in the right direction to somebody that knows. It. Yeah, well, that's I mean, that's, you know, you're it's funny when you're describing that, because that's the essential uh, point of why you put that LLC on the back of your uh, Victory Arms business name, because you're you're going to answer any question that someone's asking you. What is your um, what is your Facebook page again? So that way people at the end of this can, you know, reach out to you. Uh, let me see. I want to say it's victory from knowledge, but give me just a second and I'll pull it up. So I don't, you know, tell you the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll make sure I also add the links um, in the description. So that way, if you are trying to get a personal class, if you're trying to, uh, you know, book Jordan for a, you know, a corporate event because you want your corporate team to have some basic firearm safety, you know, for your business. Um, if you're doing events and you want to make sure that you're, um, you know, hiring people that are using firearm safety and you're knowledgeable about it, you know, Jordan is probably who you want to go to. You know, he has all the paperwork that he needs to have. You know, in, in he's willing to answer any question that you have. And if if he's telling you that it's a stupid question for you not to ask it, then you probably should reach out, you know, because there's a lot of questions concerning things that are going on, uh, things that are happening in our society and realistically your safety. And that's that's of most importance, because if, if you can't take care of yourself, then, you know, you're you're really going to be in trouble just in society. No. And yet, Where you uh, find the, the page name? Yeah, uh, you can either search Victory Arms LLC, it comes right up, or it is at Victory From Knowledge. That'll pull it up too. Okay, go ahead and Google that. You know, Google is one of my sponsors, so don't, don't, I'm having a prideful plug. All right, you can go to Tony Stark's Marketing, I'll probably put some of the information on there because I think it is relative to the Tony Stark's marketing targeting that I do, you know, as well as no miss opportunities. I'm sure we'll have some links on there for you as well, Jordan, because I look forward to being able to, um, you know, continue this narrative. I think that your um, professionalism towards the subject, um, it, it, it's, there's a very big need for it because I think that the, the, the narrative that's going on in the media um, is very targeted. And like you said, it is weaponized. And it, it, I don't think from this meeting with you going forward, I know to use a different word because I, I skipped over the, the question I asked. I wanted to know what your, um, your firearm of choice was. Uh Personally, yeah, I am quite partial to the Springfield Hellcat, but I carry an old uh, Bulgarian Makarov 
as a carry gun because it's a $300 throwaway gun, essentially. So I, I don't ever plan on using it, but God forbid, you know, if I do, then I'm not out six, seven, eight hundred dollars, thousand dollars on a new SIG. So it something that I trust my life with, but you know, I can definitely recommend something a little bit less niche if that's your thing. Well, what are um, what are some of the firearms that you have uh, sold over your experience in the business? Uh, the firearm sales is actually relatively new. I've only been doing that uh, about a year out of the now two and a half of being on my own. Um, but I specialize in uh, carry guns. So you're looking at your compact, subcompact, uh, reliable, generally try to opt for striker fired pistols, things like that. Um, but I've sold shotguns, I've sold ARs, um, I've gotten folks optics and magazines and kits and medical supplies and all manner of stuff. You know, I'm pretty well connected in terms of distribution platforms. So um, if you're looking for something that's not, you know, 200 years old, I can probably get it for you relatively easily too. And before, before we wrap this up, I just wanted to ask you because it is, it is a hot, uh, topic and subject right now do you have any um what is it uh do you believe that there's anything specifically um that makes an an ar stand out other than its customization options not terribly you know a, a long gun is a long gun Yes, it has a detachable magazine, but you can get them in 5, 10, 25, 30 rounds. It's not out of the ordinary to see a wide variety of these things out there. So it's no more or less dangerous in the broad scale of things. Mm -hmm. Well, I have one more one more question to kind of wrap this up. Um, have you ever experienced a firearm itself, by itself, murdering anyone? No, I have never run into that. I have run into firearms that uh, have some sort of mechanical failure and they fire after you've pressed the trigger and then keep firing. But that is a different kind of discharge than let's say a negligent one where you see a lot of the firearm injuries taking place. And with that, that's, that's pretty much letting you know that, you know, the firearm itself is not going to murder anyone. 
you know, and if you want to make sure that you are using firearms safely, go ahead and Google Victory Arms LLC. You know, I'm Nicholas Drake. This is Jordan. You know, I want to thank Smoke for checking in. Hey, my phone about to die. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm 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 gonna make sure I, I reach out to you when you charge it. Give me a call back. <laughs> most definitely, most definitely, I will. All right. Very you know, educational. I I definitely definitely am trying to provide some of that in our communities. <laughs> so, um, I'm Nicholas Drake. This has been No Miss Opportunities and other So West Coast Productions. Jordan, we will catch up with you a little bit later to get some more information from you. Hopefully, we can get you back again. Sounds good. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Okay. You guys have a great day. And remember to make your community better. Uh -huh.